everybody gather near the doctors in the house so lend them your ear the things he can say might even make your day he might even help your pain go away the doctor is in the house the doctor Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored for our Saturday COVID program. You know, when I get to do this program, uh, I have just tons of information and tons of people I have talked to all week, and we're all so frustrated. But we'll get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this program contains general medical information, and the medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. Please confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. You guys have been terrific here on Podbean. And uh, what can I say? I've really enjoyed the experience. And where are all my super spreaders? I hope you're out there. Remember, be a super spreader of love, light, truth, and gratitude. We need our mass to be on the inside. We need a superior interior. It is really incredible that what is going on to us in this world today. Everybody's carrying a phone around up to the rear, and we've talked so many times about that, how that it suppresses our immunity. And the CDC today has gone really crazy. The CDC is a private company. Check me out. They're a for-profit company. Their mission is to buy and sell vaccines. Some people have called them the Center for Dystopian Craziness. Look up that word, dystopian. Okay? That's the Center for Dystopian Craziness. It's a society in which people lead dehumanized, fearful lives. 
Do you feel like you're being dehumanized? Well, what did this crazy society do today? They have gone so far beyond sanity and rationality that they are now recommending universal mask wearing even indoors. Quote, if you have been exposed, unquote, that they have now lost whatever infinitesimal particle of credibility they had left. And we'll probably touch on that great Danish study that that shows that this has no credibility at all. And I am not a radical right or radical anything. I'm just a member of of a community that loves people and loves science and loves exploring it and loves critical thinking. And I do not blindly follow politicians, blindly follow bureaucratic scientists or other people. I'm here and I have been on this podcast for five years to promote health, to promote well-being and freedom. Rather than be a slave to the pharmaceutical companies. I have talked about we, our community, that we should not be eating decaying and toxic food, water and chemicals and keep our atmosphere clean. I hope you can see these are not radical ideas. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the Emperor Fauci is at it again. The Emperor is at it again. So everybody talks about following the science. And they say that except when the results are not convenient. And that was the an article in the American Thinker. So there's a lot of science at play right now. It's either treated as gospel or hate speech. Some some prominent physicians and professionals have lost their jobs because of it. Or they've been suspended from these social media platforms because their views were inconvenient to the establishment's narrative. The all-knowing guru of COVID, Tony Fauci, the emperor, he has been wrong as often as, as he has been right. And it has been said he has been wrong and right with the predictive value of a coin flip. Yet any scientific utterance from him is treated in the media as scientific law. On par with gravity, as long as he speaks convenient science. You know, when Fauci came into office in 1984, the chronic disease rate was 12.8%. In 2006, it was 54%. Autoimmune and allergic diseases were supposed to be his specialty. But during this time, no money has ever been spent, as far as I know, for prevention of allergies and autoimmune diseases. But he has turned his agency into a primary incubator for drugs. And it is not known exactly how many patents he owns, but it's over 2,655. 
that he acknowledges. He's been called a, a blend between Madoff and J. Edgar Hoover. So this is the guy that everybody's listening to, including Joseph Beijing Biden. And the CDC, a private organization, the WHO, owned by China, have a long history of flip-flops regarding this Wuhan flu. What was the first thing they attacked? Hydroxychloroquine. We've talked about that enough, but there are 187 studies. This drug has been around forever. I am my 56th year of having a medical license, and I have used it all those years when I was in practice. They have debunked it. Why? Because it's, it's $60 for a full course of treatment. If Trump hadn't mentioned it, it would probably still be used. You know, even that famed Neil Cavuto proclaimed that it would kill you. Where are all these people getting their medical degrees? Where is uh, Bill Gates getting his medical degree? Oh, and he buys everything he wants. You don't have to worry about it, I guess. You know, of the 122 hydroxy studies, 100% of them reported positive effects from early treatment and prevented people from getting on a ventilator. And you know, if you get on a ventilator, you're, you're going to die 97% of the time. But no, it was never convenient for the medical, for the establishment to say anything positive about hydroxy. Then they ran fake studies. And three prominent journals published the studies that it never took place and the numbers were all made up. Why? Because they were in a hurry to condemn hydroxychloroquine. And we're trusting all these people with our health care. Don't you feel good about that? They're making life and death decisions. And how about the testing? God, it's making uh, the headlines. Maybe some people are finally seeing, especially those the, our, the people in Portugal. There's no distinction between cases and positive tests. So what happens? The results are skewed and creates panic, fear, businesses closing, schools closing, ruining the United States economy. It's inconvenient for them to separate cases from tests because then they wouldn't have the power to shut it all down. Watch for the surges. And I'll tell you, be careful this week. You're going to see a surge. They're going to blame it on Thanksgiving and people enjoying a Thanksgiving meal with their family and friends. And what's causing the surge? They didn't report all the cases because they're backlogged this past week with the holiday. And with more people starting to stay indoors and not getting enough vitamin D, you know, that's the, that's the formula for the flu anyway. So now we're going to see a surge and they're going to blame it on the American people enjoying Thanksgiving with their family and friends. So what happened in Portugal? Do you remember they had a legal ruling that, that resulted in, quote, not fit for purpose, meaning mass testing. The test is not meant for, 
testing, massive testing. The courts in Portugal determined that the high amplification cycles led to excessive false positives and unreasonable quarantines and unreasonable business closures. The judges determined that a positive Chinese coronavirus test has only, get this, a 3% chance of actually being positive. Have you heard that any place on the news? Have you read about it any place? I've been talking about it here, how inaccurate it is, and they can, depending on how many times they amplify it, they can they can have 100% positive tests. And then if they're not reported as positive tests, they're reported as positive cases. But most of these people are not sick. The media is ignoring this. They ignored this court case. Why? Because it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient to the narrative. They, they listen to the Swedish teenager who says humans are destroying the earth, but they refuse to acknowledge Portuguese judges and their opinions. George or- Orwell, remember him? He said all science is equal, but some science is more equal than others. And we talked about the death cases from John Hopkins last week. It's still true today. Even though uh, John Hopkins tried to walk it back, the numbers are there and they don't lie. It even came out that George Floyd tested positive for COVID and he's likely included in those numbers of COVID deaths that you hear on the mainstream media. Hospice deaths are in, in that in that number of COVID deaths. Terminal illnesses are labeled a COVID deaths. Is that science or is that inconvenient data that's being suppressed? The Hopkins researchers, remember, they know that the number of people who died last year is the same as this year. Well, how could that be? I thought hundreds of thousands were dying because of the Chinese virus. It turns out that increases in COVID deaths were offset by decreases in deaths due to heart disease and other ailments, heart disease and cancer, heart disease and strokes. So heart disease miraculously disappeared this year in the United States and most Western countries. Or is it possible that heart attacks are now being classified as COVID? They're probably the same people doing the vote counting in the United States. So the scientists, uh, we want trials. We want double blind this, double blind that. Where are the trials on masks? Physical distancing, quarantining, closing economies. And when a study is actually done, because there's none prior to the Danish mask study, The results are deemed inconvenient and buried by the scientists and corporate media. 6,000 people in the Danish mass study. I guess it wasn't big enough for them. If science were serious, coronavirus data should be reviewed and analyzed and presented to the public objectively. 
Instead, we're seeing the opposite, ladies and gentlemen. But you can remember, if you're old enough or studied your history, that inconvenient science, like the Earth being round and revolving around the sun, it was treated the same way. It was ignored. You were radical if you thought that the Earth was round. So that's where we find ourselves today. We find ourselves in a real quandary of scientific inconvenient truths. So it gives us, uh, you know, how do we how do we make rational decisions when the truth is inconvenient and wrong? Hard to do, really hard to do. So is this, are we really having a killer epidemic or is this normal deaths? USA, all deaths, 2018 versus 2020 and 2018, 365 days of deaths resulted in 2,839,205 deaths. That's from the CDC. In 2020, for the first 317 days, all deaths, 2,465,323. 2,008,000, 2,004,000. Where's all these excess deaths? Why are they locking us down? Why are they thinking about mandating a vaccine that could kill us or to make, make women infertile that has aborted fetus cells in it and other adjuvants that are quite toxic in themselves and have had no testing? Zero testing. It's like Ford and General Motors building a car and they want you to buy it. And you buy it, but they say you can buy it, but we never tested it. But you know what? We you can never sue us if anything goes wrong. That's what they're doing. And while I'm on that, just let me just just tell you something about semantics, how how things are, are presented. You probably are going to start hearing as these vaccines are lived put out there. And by the way, they had not none of them have been peer reviewed yet. But you're going to be hearing about immune responses that people have with this COVID-19 vaccine. But be aware. This is the new name for adverse reactions. In other words, the COVID-19 vaccine no longer has adverse reactions. You get this? but rather the bad side effects you feel, some of which could be very serious, are now called immune responses. And this was a, buried in a, in a CNBC article. And it also said that 10 to 15% of vaccine recipients will suffer significantly noticeable side effects. Actually, today that's been up, that's been upgraded. The number now is 21. 21 is the new number. 21% will have serious adverse side effects. So that's why they're not calling it side effects. They're just calling it immune responses. I guess they want to sell more vaccines, huh? Well, Face masks make it harder for uh, the, the hard of hearing. 
It affects social interaction. All right. German lawyers initiate a class action suit. That's a really good one. We don't have time to go into all that. And the former Pfizer scientist that I talked about last week, Dr. Yaden, he also came out and said, ladies and gentlemen, there are currently no excess deaths while cases increase. Well, cases can increase depending on how many amplifications of the PCR tests. The deaths occurring, though, incredibly, are showing equal distribution between sexes and are mainly due to heart disease, stroke, and cancer, which suggested to Dr. Yaden that they are excess deaths caused by lack of routine medical care due to pandemic restrictions. And again, the PCR test is not a valid diagnostic tool. It was never created that way. It should not be used on the scale that it is being used right now because of the high rate of false positive. It just adds to the fodder so that people can be fear-mongered and kept in their house and make bad decisions. Virtually no one who is asymptomatic has the live virus. But if you run that test at more than 30 cycles, you have a positive test, even if the virus is inactive and non-infectious. Don't you feel good about that? Good point about Dr. Yaden, he's out there, he's not afraid. And he has come out and said that very few people will actually need the COVID-19 vaccine as the mortality rate is so low and the illness is clearly not causing excess deaths. Asymptomatic case-demic. Cases with no symptoms to keep us in fear. But it is the yeah, the suicide rate is up. A lack of routine medical care is causing an uptick in deaths. People are not going for their cancer tests, for their heart tests. And you don't want to stay in a hospital because the more likely, the more, more you stay there, the more likely you are to die. And if you're there, you're probably going to be tested. And you know what? More than likely, the test will be run at more than 30 cycles, and you'll have a false positive test. So if you die, they'll say it was COVID. And how about this reinfection? Immunologists are, are saying that... Um, they're sick and tired of hearing about the short time of uh, immunity. They all say you will have antibodies against the virus and you will be immune. The journalists, the so-called pretend doctors are getting it all wrong or they maybe have been given incorrect information. These scientists are completely denying the fact that you can recover from COVID and later get reinfected and have the illness again. 
But the bureaucratic people, the people in our government, the people that are running uh, the show don't want you to hear that. So we have to think, what's behind all this? What's the hidden agenda? That is more than the show can handle right now. Every place is calling. Not every place. Well, they are every place is calling because of Bill Gates and the Emperor Fauci and his minions. Remember, he controls all the research money and he has not done anything for allergy and autoimmunity. Remember, according to uh, Robert F. Kennedy, he has 2,655 patents that he acknowledges. And spending no money for prevention of allergies. Fauci controls production picks a winner, and then gets the the, the drug uh, through the FDA and then gets a piece of the action. Incredible. And the adverse side effects from these vaccines are unknown because they may not occur for six months to a year later. Or maybe they won't occur at all. But the, the fact is, we do not know. We know some people have died. We know some people have gotten really sick. But we do not know what is ha- what's going to happen to these people when they are challenged with the real virus. Six months or a year after they have these shots. And are these shots only going to last four or five months like it's, like, like it's been reported? And you're going to have to go back at least twice a year for shots. And when you get the next shot, is it going to give you the side effect? Is it going to, are you going to have an autoimmune reaction? We have no idea. How are you going to make a decision? Who can you trust? You know, you get one positive test, a PCR test, you go back for another one. How do you know what it's going to be? How many times they're going to uh, cycle it? They can make it come out however you want. Pandemic fear-mongering. Pandemic fear-mongering. That's what's going on right now. It's driving me crazy because I see what... The residents in my community are doing, they are wearing masks when they go to bed. They're wearing, they take the mask off, they drink their juice. It's absolutely crazy. If you get time, look up the Great Barrington Declaration. 12,000 medical professionals, maybe more by this time, calling for an end of lockdowns and so forth. Check out Robert F. Kennedy's The Defender. The Defender. Great newsletter. If anything has been banned by the media, he's got it in his newsletter. I got to thank Spain because the 600 Spanish doctors have formed the Doctors for Truth. We'll have to see how that goes. And the U.S., 
our doctors have formed America's frontline doctors. America's frontline doctors. Remember, asymptomatic people do not spread COVID. And remember that we talked about the, the, the study on masks. The first randomized controlled trial of 6,000 individuals found that masks did not statistically significantly reduce the incidence of infection. We talked about mass decrease your oxygen level, increase your CO2 level. You breathe in germs, they go right to your brain and, uh, and you breathe in and they go to your lungs. So we're seeing more bacterial pneumonias. More people are getting hospitalized with bacterial pneumonias. They make the hard of hearing harder, harder for them to hear. And that makes them that it makes it harder for them. I'm getting so upset. It makes them makes it harder for them to socially interact. Are we being taken for a ride or what? So do vaccines work? We have no idea. Only they're only been given to the healthiest. And I just read yesterday a Philadelphia priest died from taking the vaccine. He wanted, he thought he was going to be doing something good. He's dead. I guess you could look it up. Philadelphia priest dies from vaccine. And all these Companies are saying 95%, 100%, 90%, whatever. But they don't provide any source or data. So how are we going to know? Where does this 95% effectiveness come from? And it's not to prevent infection. It's only to decrease mild symptoms. That's what nobody's talking about. The vaccines were are being judged just by decreasing mild symptoms. And then Pfizer did something else. They had a control group, right? And when they got to the endpoint, which they could control because they can control the test, they can control who comes out positive, who comes out negative. And say they of those 44,000, say 22,000 in each group. When they got to the conclusion they wanted, they gave the placebo group of the vaccine. So now we don't know if, if, if there's going to be a difference long-term between those that received the vaccine and those that did not receive the vaccine because they gave it to everybody. And when some of the statistics were analyzed, it looked like only 4%, not 95%, had some positive outcome. So is the vaccine safe? We don't know. They skip so many stages in the testing. Usually takes years and years to produce a vaccine. We don't know what complications are, will occur months or years down the road. And this is new technology, never been tried before. Technology has been in development, but it's the first time it's being used in a vaccine. So is it safe? You know, I don't know. I don't know who knows. 
But I think the vaccine pushers and the manufacturers, they don't, they have their doubts. You know why I say that? Because they made sure the government guaranteed they have total legal indemnity from prosecution or civil suits. <laughs> Should anything go wrong? Does that make you feel good? The people making the vaccines and making the money and giving and pushing it on people cannot get sued. What's in the vaccine? I tell you the truth. We don't know 100% for sure. We think there's some nanoparticles of aluminum in there. And, you know, that's been associated with Alzheimer's and dementia. I'll talk a little bit about some other things that are in there that we do know about. Know about. And are they going to mass vaccinate us? Are they going to make it mandatory? Will there be no exceptions to a disease that's not that has the same mortality as the common flu? Do they want to keep us so much in fear and and they, they want to make us so desperate? that they can make us do anything, just about anything? I mean, is that, the, is that they want to make us desperate? Because um, people will, that are desperate will accept any solution. Is that what they're aiming for? You don't, they don't talk about the suicide rates, which are soaring all over the globe. And plunging millions upon millions of ordinary people into despair. And now they want to have another wave of lockdowns. It has been said, ladies and gentlemen, if you want people to be willing to accept a solution, first you have to make them realize that they have a problem. And they started that with that PCR, right? made us think we have a problem. And then once they do that, they got you. Because everybody wants it. You hear everybody, I can't wait till we get back to normal. Well, with each passing day and these harsh restrictions being imposed, what do you think? Well, now you're saying private and public gatherings all being uh, in, in, in instituted. And, you know, there's been study pounds, studies showing that lockdowns don't work. And these governors like Newsom and Cuomo, oh, we're even going to lock you down more, they're saying. You know, ICUs, that reminds me, ICUs always run around 85% capacity. I mean, that's normal from the day they started having intensive care units. Don't 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 get upset when you see that stuff. But the infection fatality rate, people dying from COVID is going down and down and down, and now is the same as the flu. You see where we're going with this? Uh, let me just check over here a second. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you for anybody that's listening. Um, I hope I'm not being too boring, but this is really crazy. Really crazy what's going on in this world. Never thought I'd see all this.
And there are experts all over the world that are that are actually speaking out. They're all speaking out now for sure over this PCR test. Hard not to find an article, especially since uh, Portugal had this landmark legal ruling that you're not hearing about. You know, during that test, they said this is a nonspecific test. It's enormously variable. It can't discriminate between whole virus and viral fragments. Has no positive or negative controls. There's no standard operating procedure. Does not seem to have been properly peer-reviewed. You know, the Emperor Fauci said that 17 cycles would be really good. But the FDA told the labs, like LabCorp, Quest, et cetera, spin it at 40, do it at 40 cycles. Anything over 30 is definitely going to be positive. And, you know, even though I just said that, there has been no threshold for positivity ever identified. That's why they're doing it at 40. So they can guarantee large numbers of false positives that have asymptomatic case demics. Some studies are showing 97% false positives. And why a person without symptoms would go get a test, I don't know. Somebody has to explain that to me. Somebody has to explain that to me. Not only if it comes back positive, now they got 14 more people they're going to contact Tracia and all those people are going to have to get tests. They're going to all come back positive and it just adds to the number and doesn't mean a thing. So we really have to... Uh, Be on our guard, huh? Now, let me just give you a few other interesting things about this vaccine. A couple of immunologists in Europe have come out and they've talked about the uh, PCR test. Okay. Now they're talking about the vaccine and that it could cause infertility of indefinite duration in vaccinated women. Some of these scientists has, have actually said they recommended that the vaccine manufacturers remove some of these proteins that are part of this vaccine that are causing this to happen. These, these spike proteins, these, like exosomes. It has a name, Syntisin 1, but don't, don't, just remember that there are spike proteins that could cause infertility of an indefinite duration. They also talk about how they contain polyethylene glycol, of which 70% of people are develop anybody against. And if a person is allergic to polyethylene glycol, they could have a potentially fatal reaction. A 
So that's from Dr. Woodarg, W-O-D-A-R-G, and Dr. Yaden. Okay, experts in their fields. Dr. Yaden comes from uh, Pfizer Laboratories. These mRNA vaccines hijack your cells. And could change your DNA. So the conspiracy theorists, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I read everything. They think, you know, the Gates Foundation and uh, all the people associated with that want to decrease the uh, number of people in the world. This might be the way to do it if you make women sterile, huh? And can't have babies. So, you know, we're going to, anybody that takes this vaccine is going to sign up to have their cells hijacked. But then, you know, you won't get your vaccine, you won't get your passport, your vaccine passport. You probably won't be able to travel. You may not be able to go to the, the supermarket. You won't have your digital health pass. You won't have your papers. Anybody remember Germany during the Second World War? Digital vaccine passports. And there is even talk that there are some nanoparticles called luciferase going to be put in these vaccines where they can read the 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 radiolucence through your skin with a cell phone. Really scary stuff for me. Because if they can read it going out, can they can they input any signals? I don't know the answer, just I have the questions. So remember, everybody wants to get back to normal, but I don't think we ever are going to get back to quote unquote normal lives again. But you know, the people running the show, the Gates, the Fauci's, uh, the World Bank, the Rockefellers, they'll continue to hold out that carrot to us so that they can get what they want from us. Yes, you can get back to normal if you do A, B, C, D. Get the vaccine, take this drug, stay in the house, wear a mask 24 hours a day. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is really one heck of a mess we got ourselves into. One heck of a mess. And nobody is thinking because we're so fearful. The fear mongering really helped them to control the majority of people. And I'm a little guy here and I speak out on it, but they may come after me. They've come after Dr. Mercola. They've come after Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Because he's not an anti-vaccine person, but he says, give me the, give me the information, be transparent. We have a fake, tests that they that has has us all locked down and the lockdown has caused its own set of problems with suicides and drug overdoses opioid overdoses and that makes us delusional and makes us want to have whatever they offer so that we can get to our quote unquote normal lives
And science, if it's inconvenient, they don't care. Dr. Blaylock, you know, a neurosurgeon, has reviewed face masks study after study after study and has said they not only fail to protect the healthy from getting sick, but they also create serious health risks for the wearer. wearer. He said, if you're not sick, you should not wear a face mask. He reviewed controlled studies. Came to the conclusion after reviewing the science of randomized conclusive, uh, randomized controlled studies, there is no scientific support for a face mask. An expert in the field. Remember, you know, just like Fauci flip flops, the CDC flip flops too. They initially said uh, wearing a face mask or covering is useless. And now today or yesterday, they want everybody to wear one 24 hours a day, forgetting that it can cause hypoxia, which could be life-threatening to some of these elderly people. A friend of ours went to Costco, which requires a, a face mask. She got severe headaches and couldn't breathe and fainted. And, I, and she says this happens when she puts her mask on because she has other conditions uh, that she's also fighting, chronic conditions. So these face masks cause increased airway resistance. And I, as I told you, bacterial pneumonias are skyrocketing. And that's even if you use that N95 mask, it doesn't do anything for the infection. Give you high carbon dioxide levels, can give you headaches though. Reduce the blood oxygen. How can that be any good? How many elderly individuals with poor lung function are passing out and have the may hit their head? And what could be, you know, and if they die, die from that and they test positive, are they going to be listed as a COVID death? So Dr. Blaylock. And he even said it's, it gets even more frightening because newer evidence, he says, suggests that in some cases the virus can enter the brain by way of the olfactory nerves. Yeah, the nerves you smell with, ladies and gentlemen, the nerves you smell with, they connect directly with the area of the brain dealing with what, you know, recent memory and memory consolidation. So you wear a mask, you exhale viruses, they're not able to escape, they concentrate in your nasal passages, they get into your olfactory nerves and travel where? To your brain, can't be good. So, you know, we have to be kind to those who decide to wear the mask. But not to wear a mask is really the wise choice according to science. But this science is not convenient for a lot of people, so they ignore it. So, given the lack of evidence for use uh, for mask wearing, given the flip-flopping advice, both against and for their use by authoritative health agencies, like the WHO and the Center for Dystopian Craziness, and increasing pressure to wear the mask in public, 
and the decreased ability to access basic services required to maintain one's health, liberty, and livelihood, really this constitutes an unnecessary power grab. And what does that mean? It means it's a means of controlling the population. So if you want to wear a mask, God bless you, but it should be a high a personal decision because science tells us that. Measures that are meant to protect the community that are ineffective should not be used. And if they hurt the individuals in that community, they should not be used. Well, you get the point. So, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast and my regular podcast on Tuesdays, uh, of course, you can recommend your people listen to it or your friends, not your people. I'm sorry about that. You recommend your friends to listen to it here on Podbean, but it's also on Alexa and Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify. I'm on iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio, just about wherever you, you get your podcasts. But during the week, we talk about how to keep yourself healthy, how to continue to have a superior interior, how to keep yourself from getting sick in the first day, first case. So this, this political epidemic we're in has consumed a lot of my time, but I, I got to get, I want to get back to telling you about getting a good night's sleep, talking about systemic enzymes. Okay. Because we know things are going on around us that are just crazy. And by the way, you know, Google and Oracle have given or giving or have been given a contract to monitor all those who get the vaccine for up to two years. Now, whether they're going to do that by placing something in in your skin or not, we don't know for sure. But Google and Oracle have a contract to monitor vaccine recipients for up to two years. So, look before I before I uh, end, please take your vitamin D because. Unless you like are fortunate enough to live in Florida where I do, and you can get some some sun, you can go walk on the beach and get grounded and earth do or some earth and get rid of those excess protons. Vitamin D three and K two, they must be taken together. In fact, the cocktail for prevention has been said to be vitamin D three to keep your vitamin D level between sixty and eighty nanograms per milliliter. 200 milligrams of vitamin K3, magnesium, and melatonin. Not only will melatonin help you with a good night's sleep, but it is an it's anti-COVID. It's like vitamin C, huh? an antioxidant. Keep those darn cell phones away from your head. Okay, they open up the brain, blood-brain barrier. Now there's some research showing they actually interfere with the microbiome of your gut. Why is that important? Because the, the microbiome of your gut contains 80% of your immunity. That's your vaccine. So don't put that stupid phone on your belly. You know, don't keep it up to your head. Turn your Wi-Fi off at night. If you have a wireless printer, turn that off at night. Because this second wave, we usually get what so-called flu in the wintertime. Why do we get it in the wintertime? Because we're not outside. 
You know, 80% of smartphone users check their phone within an hour of waking up or going to sleep. That's got to end, especially the going to sleep part. We've talked about that blue light. If you don't have a, a, a pair of uh, blue light, blue light blocking glasses, they must go on you at nine o'clock at night if you're going to use that smartphone or watch TV or have a lot of LEDs. Do you know 35% of smartphone users access their phone within five minutes of waking? The average smartphone user checks their device how many times a day? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 47 times a day. And this smartphone dependence impacts mental and physical health, ladies and gentlemen, especially your immune system. Okay. And that's what we need. We need our immune system. We need our mask on the inside right? by having a superior interior. We have to get our meat off the seat. We have to walk around. We need some exercise. We have to eat healthier, less sugar. So as I was talking today, I was thinking about what we're going to talk about this coming Tuesday, because I did not set a topic for the show. But last week we talked about artificial sweeteners and how they affect your immunity and your gut microbiome. So it's really important, huh? You want, you want a healthy microbiome in your gut. That's where your immunity is. 80% of it. I think Tuesday, we're going to talk a little bit about the oral, your mouth microbiome. And for your guys out there, I want to talk a little bit about nitric oxide because nitric oxide could be the canary in the coal mine. And if things aren't working as good as you want, it might be the nitric oxide deficiency. We'll talk about that. So with that being said, all of you who join me live today, I, I, I have an attitude of gratitude for that. And I thank you. Please uh, give me any kind of rating you can. I would appreciate it. And uh, we have some interesting things scheduled for you next next year. Uh, we just love being here on Podbean. I love people just coming in and joining the studio. So again, I want to thank you. I have a great friend. Uh, I used to play with B.B. King, and he has written the opening song and the closing song for me. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house
So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. See you next week. <laughs>